Chapter Twenty Three of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Twenty Three The Address of the Letter. There was hard and ghastly work that day when the revenge was cleared after action, and there was lively and interesting work on board the Badger when Blackbeard and his officers went over the captured vessel to discover what new possessions they had won. At first Blackbeard had thought to establish himself upon the corvette and abandon the revenge, it would have been such a grand thing to scourge the seas in a British man-of-war with the Jolly Roger floating over her. But this would have been too dangerous. The combined naval force of England in American waters would have been united to put down such presumption. So the wary pirate curbed his ambition. Everything portable and valuable was stripped from the badger, her guns would have been taken had it been practicable to ship them to the revenge in a rising sea, and then she was scuttled, fired, and cast off, and with her dead on board she passed out of commission in the Royal Navy. During the turmoil, the horror and the bringing aboard of pillage, Dickory Charter had kept close below deck, his face in his hands and his heart almost broken. It is so easy for young hearts to almost break. When he had seen the British ship come sailing upon them, hope had sprung up brightly in his heart. Now there was a chance of his escaping from this hell of the waves. When the revenge should be taken, he would rush to the British captain, or anyone in authority, and tell his tale. It would be believed he doubted not. Even his uniform would help to prove he was no pirate. He would be taken away. He would reach Jamaica. He would see Kate. He would carry to her the great news of her father. After that his life could take care of itself. But now the blackness of darkness was over everything. Those who were to have been his friends had vanished. The ship which was to have given him a new life had disappeared for ever. He was on board the pirate ship, bound for the shores of England, horrible shores to him, bound to the shores of England and to Blackbeard's Eliza. He was not a fool, this Dickory. He had no unwarrantable and romantic fears that in these enlightened days one man could say to another, Go, you! and marry the woman I have chosen for you. There was nothing silly or cowardly about him, but he knew Blackbeard. Not one ray of hope thrust itself through his hands into his brain. Hope had gone, gone to the bottom, and he was on his storm-tossed way to the waters of another continent. But in the midst of his despair, Dickory never thought of freeing himself. By a sudden bound, of the world and his woes. So long as Kate should live, he must live. 
even if it were to prove to himself, and to himself only, how faithful to her he could be. It was dark when men came tumbling below, throwing themselves into hammocks and bunks, and Dickory prepared to turn in. If sleep should come, and without dreams, it would be greater gain than bags of gold. As he took off his coat, the letter of the English captain dropped from his breast. Until then he had forgotten it, but now he remembered it as a sacred trust. The dull light of the lantern barely enabled him to discern objects about him, but he stuck the letter into the crack in the woodwork where in the morning he would see it and take proper care of it. Soon sleep came, but not without dreams. He dreamed that he was rowing Kate on the river at Bridgetown, and that she told him in a low, sweet voice, with a smile on her lips and her eyes tenderly upturned, that she would like to row thus with him forever. Early in the morning, through an open porthole, the light of the eastern sun stole into this abode of darkness and sin and threw itself upon the red-stained letter sticking in the crack of the woodwork. Presently Dickory opened his eyes, and the first thing they fell upon was that letter. On the side of the folded sheet he could see the superscription, boldly but irregularly written, Miss Kate Bonnet, Kingston, Jamaica. Dickory sat upright, his eyes hard-fixed and burning. How long he sat he knew not. How long his brain burned inwardly, as his eyes burned outwardly, he knew not. The noise of the watch going on deck roused him, and in a moment he had the letter in his hands. All that day Dickory Charter was worth nothing to anybody. Blackbeard swore at him and pushed him aside. The young fellow could not even count the doubloons in a bag. "'Go to!' cried the pirate, blacker and more fantastically horrible than ever, for his bare left shoulder was bound with a scarf of silk, and his great arm was streaked and bedabbled with his blood. "'You are the most cursed coward I have met with in all my days at sea.' so frightened out of your wits by a lively brush of that of yesterday too scared to count gold never saw i that before one might be too scared to pray but to count gold ha ha and the bold pirate laughed a merry roar he was in good spirits he had captured and sunk an english man-of-war sunk her with her english ensign floating above her how it would have overjoyed him if all the ships little and big that plied the spanish main could have seen him sink that man-of-war he was a merry man that morning the great blackbeard triumphant in victory glowing with the king's brandy and with so little pain from that cut in his shoulder that he could waste no thought upon it but Eliza will like it well, continued the merry pirate. She will lead you with a string, be you bold or craven, and the less you pull at it, the easier it will be for my brave girl. Ah, 
she will dance with joy when i tell her what a frightened rabbit of a husband it is that i give her now get away somewhere and let your face rid itself of its paleness and should you find a dead man lying where he has been overlooked come and tell me and i will have him put aside you must not be frightened any more or eliza may find that you have not left even the spirit of a rabbit all day dickory sat silent his misery pinned into the breast of his coat miss kate bonnet kingston jamaica and this on a letter written in the dying moments of an english captain a high and mighty captain who must have loved as few men love to write that letter his life's blood running over the paper as he wrote and could a man love thus if he were not loved that was the terrible question sometimes his mind became quiet enough for him to think coherently then it was enough for him to understand everything kate had been a long time in jamaica she had met many people she had met this man this noble handsome man dickory had watched him with glowing admiration as he stood up before blackbeard fighting like the champion of all good against the hairy monster who struck his blows for all that was base and wicked how dickory's young heart had gone out in sympathy and fellowship towards the brave english captain how he had hoped that the next of his quick sharp lunges might slit the black heart of the pirate how he had almost wept when the noble englishman went down and now it made him shudder to think his heart had stood side by side with the heart of kate's lover he had sworn to deliver the letter of that lover and he would do it more cruel than the bloodiest pirate was the fate that forced him thus to bear the death warrant of his own young life end of chapter twenty three recording by meg Turisek.